and welcome back folks and we are catching up with our watch day on the broke up podcast and my what a hiatus it's been but do not worry folks we're bringing back some incredible stories from amazing people so stay tuned and see what we've got in store for you everyone welcome back to another amazing podcast uh, with your host Ashik Pramchand and we are back with the always incredible the exceptionally talented the amazing Arwa Babaga Arwa it's been ages since we last met as you you said just a moment ago it's been like yeah 2 years did we we didn't meet in person though everything that we did was actually online you know we we must change yeah. that it's and i'd say it's yeah. about time i visit sudan oh okay it's it's actually really nice now it's like tolerable not so hot remember how i was complaining about how hot it was in the last <laughs> podcast so now it's not really cold at all it's actually it's not a, it's not hot it's actually cold and so and yeah it's nice like in like on the flip side over here in south africa the we're sort of mm-hmm. in the in the peak of of summer so like the i mean to today the temperature was like 30 degrees celsius like for most of the day peak of summer it's january how it's like we live by the coast so it's it's sort of like oh. you know it takes much longer for the for the ocean to heat up and then we feel the effects of that oh yeah so it's really late though everyone gets the summer in may like that, that that's the thing <laughs> you must come visit please please are <laughs> yeah definitely i'm really excited about south sudan something south sudan <laughs> south africa but, but like yeah hopefully this year please it's an open answer. invitation seriously yeah. you, you guys always mm-hmm. at our place So, um, so yeah. How, yeah. how how has life been for you for the past year now? Uh, okay, so let's think about like the short term because it's really hard to like think like really long term right away. So short term, um, last week I just handed in one of my assignments for the masters, so that leads me to the fact that I started my masters. Congratulations! Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing a masters in international health with Liverpool University. But I'm doing it remotely. That is, yeah. That is, it's amazing. And you, you did this all in a year. Like, how, like I'm astonished by how much progress you've made in that uh, time. Yeah, actually, I did that. I started my master's in August. Yeah, yeah. but the application start, started like ever since, like you know, the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just finished that, and in two days, like on Sunday, I have my shift at the hospital. I'm doing my surgery shift now. Mm-hmm. I think wait, when we when we talked, it was I was doing my ops and gyna, right? Like mm-hmm. I just started doing my internship. That is right. Yeah. We we had we, mm-hmm. when I spoke to you then, I was in Austria at the time. I recall that that yeah. was right, and I was in my surgery rotation at that time. Oh uh, yeah, now I'm actually doing my surgery rotation. <laughs> and and how is it? Tell me, tell me what 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 is it like so far? um okay hospital like okay so it's a lot of people making really bad choices you know like <laughs> like playing in places that they're not supposed to playing in existing in places that they're not supposed to be existing in and a lot of children just doing children stuff like it's just it's just like that so that's most of the cases that we get and like the other cases are like you know assault stuff like that so it's you know you, you actually get to be in touch with like the dark side of humans like mm. the ones that like hit each other with like knives and stuff so that's also mm. that was also new to me so 
yeah and most of most of my shifts um except for the first one i'm doing most of my shifts in like not rural areas but like on the outer side of town mm -hmm. so i figured that because like it would actually be good for me because i would get exposed to like a lot of the problems in the hospital system since, since that's one of the areas that i want to be involved in mm -hmm. um so yeah a lot of things that i'm not used to <laughs> it's in my own life <laughs> <laughs> it's and I, I echo yeah. your sentiments. Even, even mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, South Africa has a as a like has some of the highest crime levels in the world, and really? um, yeah, more mm -hmm. often in the major cities, especially uh, Johannesburg, mm -hmm. even in on our side, um, like everyone dreads working on the weekends or the holiday times, especially if you're in the mm -hmm. emergency department, because you know how many people are coming in with stabbed chests, uh, gunsh multiple gunshot yeah. wounds. Um, like yes. apparently what I've noticed is a lot of people, like the most common trauma we saw was people getting hit in the head and usually multiple people with pipes. So I don't know where they're getting these pipes, but they're all, they're all hitting each other with Thank it. You. Exactly. Thank you. Because I, that's <laughs> something that I actually asked in the last shift. I was like, where do you guys all get all these iron pipes that you hit each other with? I've never <laughs> seen one in my, in my life. I've never seen someone do it. Like everyone just comes in and they're like, yeah, I was hit. And that means, you know, that the management is like a lot more. So since it's an iron pipe, you have to like give them the, the, the death and the spill and so many things. I'm like, where do you guys get these things from? Are they a weapon now? <laughs> the, I remember there was one, well, I love that tea, the teacup, by the way. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, um, it's interesting to say that there was a one, there's a comedian who's, who stays in our, our province, right? And he always explained yeah. that when people hit each other with bricks, someone's always half a brick. They never get the whole brick. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Does it break on their head? What happens? Exactly. I can only imagine. I think. I think. I think that should be a topic for another masters. The the origin. Right. Of yeah. <laughs> so, Violence. So Where do you get the weapons? <laughs> <laughs> but but then, but our like, I know it is a it is it can be a pretty challenging rotation. In fact, notoriously one mm. of the more challenging ones. But like to segue into yeah. that point. What, like, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced in this past year? Talk to me about. Uh, okay, it's definitely just balancing balancing my life because I did stress myself too thin, and I'm currently in you know still stressed too thin. So basically, what I'm doing is that I'm doing my masters, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm doing that full time. That mm -hmm. was also a big mistake. I should have done that half time, but I was like, it's not a big load, and I like reading, so it's gonna be okay. But it's not okay. If you're doing something else with your master's, do it part-time. Don't do it full-time. So that's one of the problems. And then the other, the internship and a full-time job. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, also wanting to, like, live my life since, you know, I'm going to be turning 26 this month. Hmm. So I really wanted, like, being 25 to be something other than, you know, being a slave for capitalism and a doctor <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> but that's how I spent it. So, like, that was the the challenge was just balancing everything at the same time, mm -hmm. and I think it's also coping because I work in a in like you know a hospital that's in the outer side of town, mm -hmm. and the research or consultancy firm that I work with is like in the in the like high end part of town where like there's a lot of rich people who are completely detached from what's happening, and I do research, so it's a lot of knowing what the donors are like what the ngos and people who want to help the poor people in the country are doing so like it's it's some it's very hard for me to not tell someone to just 
live in Sudan. So like the other day there was like in a meeting and the, the guy was talking about how he was talking about how poor people need like what was it? To be in touch with themselves and to know their needs and like to be psychologically balanced. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, do you know that these people can eat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are more urgent priorities for them. Yeah, so like, you know, that was that was also one of the things that was very hard to balance. And sleep. I think that was like um the most challenging part for me, just not getting enough sleep. For all because of us. Night- <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's all. But the worst is social life. Explain. I think that that got the most hit. Like, so basically after you, most of my friends are from university. I have like a small amount of friends who are outside of university. But like after we, after university ended, you need to like put in actual effort into meeting your friends and to like, you know, making plans and everything. And then there's the whole, everyone has their own schedule. And yeah, it was, it, it's very hard. And like when you're just juggling so many things, you just sit there one day and you're like, I want to tell my friend about this, but then you remember that the last time we talked to her was like three months ago. So I think that's the worst thing that happened. <laughs> like that's the most challenging part. But yeah, I will be handling that this year. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. And I respect that. It is a it is a valid concern. I think because it's such a jarring transition you know, from from university life to to the working world. Uh, you know, there's this yeah. huge contrast. You have this this abundance of time. I find uh, more often than not, university. Mm. When you yeah. work, you have to suddenly shift to this realization that that like from like you have to make a lot of major decisions in your mid that to mid twenties to like early thirties. Whether it's like yeah, uh, as you're saying, like you you you're doing your masters, you want your academic fulfillment, full time job. Mm. And some people might yeah. want to start family during that time, and anyone. Mm. People who are closest to you. I mean, this is this is like like many of us will be will be thirty in less than a decade. That's 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 it's quite a significant yes. realization. It is yes, and there's the whole thing about like you're gonna be thirty, and like I always imagined that when I'm thirty, I'm gonna be like the you know the all the news about the rich aunt mm. that's like has her life together. She has her social life together. Here she has her own life together. And I know that I yeah, like that's, that's, that's the impression you give me. That, that, that uh-huh. you, you give me that impression though that, that you, you've got uh, a clear idea of where you're going. Well, that's actually wrong. <laughs> 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 like last year, last mid year, like when during June, I think that was like when I had like the biggest crisis about like what do I actually want to do with my life. Mm. Um, it was really hard because especially if you're someone that actually wants to either leave the clinical like the traditional medicine mm. aspect of things and you know and you have interest in other areas as well like trying to balance that out and see which one that you want to do first and everything mm. it's very hard but i do live by one rule and that is fake it till you make it so if i look like i have it together <laughs> it's it's rule. Making it. <laughs> yeah i'm definitely just faking it like whenever I actually remember one day, like I, I went to the to university, so I have like my small children and the projects that I used to lead, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You don't look like you're lost at all." You know how like at, right after university, everyone looks lost, and I'm like, "You guys, I, I'm completely lost, but I'm faking it. That's why. <laughs> That's why you guys think so. It's good to know that it's working all the faking." <laughs> but but it's but I don't I don't think any of us are are alone. Like I think especially when it comes yeah. to 
um, the abundance of information that we have and that we can share with each other. We have this yeah. idea of how successful people can become. And then especially yeah. with ambitious uh, young leaders like yourself, there's this, you, you mm. know what's out there and you know you have the potential to achieve it. And then yeah. I feel at a time, it's, 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 a, it's a struggle to do as much as you can. It's sort of, it's sort of uh, Aristotelian, I remember. You want, you want to be as good as at many, as many things as you want to be. Yeah. Um, the time is limited and you want to to balance everything out as well as you can exactly and i think i remember talking to my mom about that like i think three weeks ago mm-hmm. so one of the things that i do is that like which is you know unorthodox usually like you don't expect doctors to like take breaks between shifts mm-hmm. you know like after you finish your surgery shift you're supposed to like completely start the new the new shift without a break yeah. So I used to take like one month break between each one of them. And my mom was like, why would you do that if you can like finish your your internship early and like, you know, finish it up and be done with it? And I'm like, she was like, you can do that. You have the potential. And I'm like, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the biggest problem that I have is that, you know, generally like people who study medicine, people who are like considered overachievers in their family, they're like, everyone is like, he can do it. You should do it. As but fast as Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, no, I feel like it's just very suffocating. Like the fact that you know you can do this, yes. so why not do it? Yes. Yeah, that's it's very hard to like stop yourself and be like, okay, I can do it, but I I don't want to do that now. Even if it's a part of your plan in general, mm-hmm. like just being suffocated by the idea that okay, I can do it, so I should do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming from a place where I actually fell victim to that because I'm doing everything at the same time because I, <laughs> I could. And I'm telling whoever is listening to this, just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should actually do it so interesting i think and then yeah that is a major decision like not following Mm. that traditional allopathic path um yeah what do you think like what do you think justified that decision what made you say you know what i'm going to i'm not going to take the conventional Mm. way of doing this is it purely because you were more passionate about the research side or is it just if it felt Mm. Um, well, it was also because of the opportunities that I that I had in my hand around that time. So I got the job offer around July, and that was like mid, like that that was actually in the middle of my internship. Mm. So um, and that was one of the things that I want to do. Like I want to know, I do know that in the future, what I want to do is work in research consultancy in general, especially in an area like Sudan. Mm. Um, because remember how like the the idea that, that I just explained about people being completely detached from what's happening in real in their real life. Mm. So what I wanted to do, and that's actually what I told them in, in the interview, is that I want to bridge the gap between you know the people who are making the decisions about Sudan and about areas like Sudan, and mm. what's actually happening on the ground. Mm. So I did need to actually have an introduction into that, and I know if I started, if I do actually want to continue doing clinical medicine, if I finished my internship and I started like all the specialization routes, it would be very hard to actually, you know, hmm. do something on the side. So I need to use the time that I have right now to actually, you know, get introduced into that world and see if I actually want to continue doing that. Hmm. One of the things that I do try my best to like keep in mind is that all of this is trial. Hmm. So like after a year, if it doesn't work out, I have to drop it. Hmm. So, you know, I did actually need to like try a lot of things. One of them, you know, is the master's seeing public health and the other is like um, my internship, seeing if I want to do clinical and, you know, the research consultancy thing and seeing if I actually do actually like, like it enough to like, you know, continue doing it in the future. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I like we just said, I didn't have to do all of that hmm. at the same time. Yeah, you, you can't take your time <laughs> experimenting. So what I 
the idea in my mind was like, I need to experiment really fast so I can know exactly what I need to do in the future. But what I realize now is that you can experiment, you know, take your time experimenting. You don't need to like figure it out as fast as you can. You know, it's amazing that you say that, Arwa. That, that's a topic of internal debate that I've uh, been debating for some time as well. There's a very interesting book as well, actually. Um, I'll, I'll send, it, I'll send a, a, a link of it to you as well. Um, okay. I the name of the author, but he, 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 he discusses the, the difference between generalists and specialists. And then he talks about um, Rafael Nadal. And how Rafael Nadal had this long sampling period where he wasn't really playing tennis as yeah. like in comparison to people his age who were only doing tennis. Yeah. And by trying a lot um, of other different sports, I think it was either um, uh, Nadal or Djokovic, but by trying so yeah. many sports, he developed skills in those other areas that he wouldn't have by following the conventional path. And then when he returned yeah. to the conventional path, path, he brought a great deal of insight to it that, that pushed him ahead of the, of the, the rest of the crowd. Yeah, actually, I think I heard, I remember listening to a TED talk about that. Like, that's probably the, the same guy. It was the same author. What is it? Epstein? Yes. And Epstein. I fell in love with that because that that's actually, I remember listening to that after, after I started my internship. And that was before I, like, I started my master's or doing the research thing. Mm. And he was just talking about how you can, even even if you don't actually start what you're doing, like know what you want to do and continue doing it for a really long time. Remember he talked about how if you need like a specific, like if you want to gain a specific skill, you need to be doing it for like 10,000 hours or something. Mm -hmm. So he talked about how there's something, there's something that other people don't talk about, which is, you know, like just experimenting with so many things and you will be gaining so many skills out of these experiments, even if they do fail, which will help you, you know, when you actually do understand what you want to do in the future and i've met so many people a lot of the people that i consider my mentor my mentors now are people who didn't actually go with the conventional conventional route and they experimented with so many things until they decided what they want to do and that works yes. so we don't need to figure it out now in order yes. to like become the best in the future we can do like a lot of other things and there's you know transferable skills that you can take out of that Hundred percent. I th oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's really amazing. And I think, um, like compared to to the generation before us, I think a lot of, uh, especially more traditional, uh, parents, yeah. for example, they came from yeah. a background where that sampling period wasn't always an option. Sometimes, like mm. whether it was financial or 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 like financial or or, or limited exposure to mm. people that done that it seemed dangerous to deviate from from the path that you know that seemed like a clear-cut way to 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 a comfortable life and yeah. now, that are their options and, and some people are somehow sustaining uh the lifestyles they want through, through really unusual ways i mean i'm talking mm. like 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 people who are who are leaving their day jobs to to yeah. like for, for, for tiktok for example working online that, that, that would have seemed, <laughs> yes. seemed unthinkable yeah, yeah I love how you mentioned TikTok. So TikTok has been mm -hmm. <laughs> like a great addition into my life and also a very <laughs> horrible addition into my life. <laughs> like my attention span is now zero. Like that's just like uh, my attention span was already horrible. So like now it's completely zero. But I did I was exposed to like a lot of things. I feel like it's it's one of like the strongest social media platforms ever. Mm. But it has that concept as well, the transferable skills and you know, the fact that you don't need to do like what you're doing and I'm like I think what's 
what's what's actually popular now is the soft life concept mm. which is like indeed no need to run mm. enjoy your life and live <laughs> happily if that means you quit your job without having another one lined up you can quit your job and like stay and employ for some time which is i feel like that's for the generation before us and i feel like that's for millennials as well it's just it's very unthinkable like what do you mean quitting a job without having a job like living a tough life Exactly. Yeah, I have to run, run. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's it's nice, but it's hard to actually do it. So like, just fight all the intrusive thoughts and be like, okay, I need to just enjoy my time right now. And you're right. But yeah, everyone, oh. we should we should enjoy our time right now. <laughs> exactly, and then that 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 actually uh, shifts to my next point. I know um, mm-hmm. when it comes to 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 balancing everything you know what like despite that like like the challenges we face i mean i like i can mm. tell even from my assessment of you are that you're like you're you're mm. exceptionally good at what you do and especially for like for your for your for your age um and there's a lot to be mm. grateful for uh what would you say you love most about the, the place where you are in your life right now um i think it's just all the different things that i'm exposed to so like um, in the hospital, I'm exposed to like a lot of everyday life, and I'm exposed to a lot of like really good practitioners who are really good at what they do. And I, what I really love is the balance. It's not really balance, of course, mm-hmm. but like the balance between what I'm what I'm getting in my life. So I'm learning so many new things about how things are supposed to be in the health system here from my masters. I'm exposed to a lot of th- so that I think I'm going to need to give you some sort of background. So the health system in Sudan, I think that's one of like the most shameful things is that 5% of the financing of the health system in Sudan comes from the government okay. and 95% comes from aid. Seriously? So, yes. And so like if one of the donors just woke up one day and he was like, I don't want to donate this money, we will just collapse. Wow. <laughs> we'll be like, okay, guys, bye-bye. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's that horrible. It's really horrible. So like the 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 one thing that I really appreciate about the work in, in the consultancy firm that I'm doing is that we are working with, with a lot of like donors, NGOs, you know, the people who are bringing this money, um, and the ones that are actually, you know, um, I I hate to say that they're actually the ones that are helping a lot of poor people in Sudan because it's still like inefficient that there's so many problems with you know, the, the development sector in general, mm-hmm. but being exposed to like how that works and being exposed to like how the service com- like becomes actually delivered to the, to the patient in, in real life mm-hmm. and understanding how it's supposed to be for my masters. These are like giving me like a big picture of things and like all the gaps that needs to be filled and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in all of these areas, I'm meeting people who are very passionate about what they're doing. So it's, it's just really nice to like see, like, um, like be exposed to, all of these different areas, you know? So I feel like that will give me like a, a, like a different view and a different opinion about how things are supposed to be be done. Mm. That's what I like about it. I'm meeting a lot. I'm, I'm really outside of my comfort zone in all the places. <laughs> so I'm outside of my comfort zone in, in the masters because it's online. So I really like meeting people and, you know, having the classroom experience. So I'm not doing that. Um, in in my consultancy firm, I'm, I'm I'm with people who are I'm actually with people who are from other countries, mm. and with people who have like different opinions about how the government's supposed to work and how like the health sector is is 
and they're always very shocked when when they see me like coming in the morning i'd be like slightly busted because i spent the night at the hospital and they're like why do you look why do you look so tired we, we just had the weekend i'm like i came i came from the hospital they're like you're a doctor you're working here and i'm like yeah how do you so do i'm it? always faced with that <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's incredible that you that you that, that you somehow managed to do that yeah I, I feel like your stamina that well you know i i did i don't actually remember any time that i thought okay i want to quit the research consultancy firm because i really do like research and i really think i'm gaining a lot of things there so the fact that i didn't actually think of that makes me feel like okay that is one of the areas that i want to continue working in so that's good i guess i made a good choice <laughs> doing that so, um so yeah, that's what I love about what I'm doing now, like in these all areas, if that makes sense. I feel like I ranted a lot about it, but I, I don't just don't think I've ever actually reflected on it that much. So yeah. next after that, so like, so say, say you, you, you get your master's um, and I know you want to maintain the, uh, you want to help bridge the gap between, between the, mm. you know, that, that wealth disparity in, in Sudan, which is mm. exceptionally noble of you. Um, and then, yeah. What then? uh what's next okay so actually i i was actually thinking about that in december because i was like okay what's gonna happen next year like after the whole thing is done so um i'm gonna finish my internship around may it's so, so amazing yeah it's it i feel like it's too soon it's also been a while because like everyone else who's talking with me are actually finishing up now mm -hmm. but because i took the breaks of course that's like that's what's happening so i do want to be a major player major player in the consultancy aspect in general so like currently i'm asking like big questions like what is business development and how do you develop something like that from scratch and why are we for profit when we're working in in an environment that's like all development and all donations from the outside like how are we for profit what is that how is that happening so i'm asking all these big questions to like see what i can contribute to that area in general mm -hmm. so like of course you can be a consultant for like small studies that happen all the time but i feel like that does help but like helping more with actually actually being in one of the players in that area in that area so i really like I'm really hoping to like have some sort of role in the government, like, mm -hmm. like going into like the ministry or like working in um, the, so the social development aspect as well. So like either one of these areas, I'm thinking about that's where I'm going to be going next. Um, but that depends on, you know, the opportunities that open up and what happens <laughs> after five months from now. You like you're it's 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 heroic actually what you're doing. I like say say if I wanted to help you, you know, like or contribute to your your mm. cause in any way, like how how could I do that? Hmm. Okay, I guess that would actually be um, by introducing me to like what's happening in other countries. Uh -huh. So like one of the thing, one of the things that I think is missing now is like because I know the ideal way of things, how things are supposed to be happening, mm -hmm. and what's happening in Sudan. What I want to know now is like we have are you know are dealing with it like so meeting experts for example who are working in this area in like the research consultancy area or in mm -hmm. or in the public health in general area or like you know the the people who work in the link between the global health authorities and like the local health authorities in their countries so like these players like knowing what they do and like seeing like other lessons from what they're doing in their countries and what can be done in our countries. I think that would be what I want to know.
Yeah. No. So you know, if you know anyone, think... or if you're listening to this and you're one of these people, please talk to me. <laughs> I I actually know a few people, and I and I might be able to pull some strings for you, Ara. I'll try to get some 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 contact. Mm. I, I I know I know I know a few people who have worked um with the African mm. Union, and I think um okay they may be able to offer you some assistance there. So then, uh, yeah, that would be really nice. So, Arwa, like, I want to know more about what you do during your breaks as well, during the internship. Like, who is Arwa outside mm. of work? I know, like, even on the previous podcasts we did, we have an idea of who you are. Um, like, yes, what do you do when you just want to get away from all this? Like, you do your busy life, uh, your, um, your masters outside of the hospital environment. What goes on? Okay, so um, usually when I get like a small time off, since my social life is uh, in the rut right now, I just try to reach out <laughs> to my friends. So like, like, please, you guys meet me. Do <laughs> something, man. Do that's, something. That's what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. The other thing is that I actually started traveling in Sudan. Like I went to, you know how people are talking about how Sudan has more pyramids than Egypt, but you guys don't know. So I went and visited our I pyramids. I was, that was mind-blowing for me. It's it's amazing actually let me share a picture please oh do. you get we're doing a, a podcast but you know I'll, I'll share pictures with you afterwards. yes please do please do um so yeah i started doing that i think that's really cool so I, i'm gonna continue like trying to like travel to like famous areas in sudan because it's a it's a simple thing that i don't know about them mm. um i'm still a self-help girly i still listen to self-help podcasts and like you know read the books and stuff like that so my favorite book now is um what which which book that i was actually listening to now is um the defining decade Mm. i started that a while ago and i stopped and i started reading it again now and i really like it (laughs) we should have a we should have a book we should have a book yeah i think so we definitely should do that. It would be really cool. Especially since we, we you know, we did listen to the same t- t- talk. So we probably have the same interests. Similar interests, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what else? I also got a sewing machine. What? You can so sew. So sometimes when I do have time, yes, I sew clothes. That is so cool. So far I've made two pants and three skirts and one dress. And I'm so happy with them. <laughs> I just don't have the time to like start a project. But I'm ready. The minute I have some time. <laughs> Making when I see it on when I see it in the next Vogue Fashion Week, uh, like I'm letting all the listeners know that I supported right. the project from the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes, I will be designing some clothes when I have some time off. Nice. I should have some time off so I can actually learn more about sewing. But I really do make love making clothes. Mm. Um, you didn't meet me, but I'm a really tall girl, oh. so it's very hard for me to like find clothes that I actually like. Because for some reason, what people your make clothes think that I am like 183, 185, I think. You're taller than that me. Means, yes, definitely very, very tall. <laughs> what? what? In fact, you're taller than we most We need to meet so we can... Please. Yeah, I'm definitely taller. I think I'm... Okay, in the office, I'm the tallest girl. What? At work, I'm also the tallest girl. Yes. I've only met one patient who was actually taller than me. So that, that's mind blowing. Um, definitely, yes. I'm the tallest in my house as well. So yeah, I'm very tall. And for some reason, people who make clothes for tall people, they're like, let's just not make good clothes for them. You know, they'd be happy if they find clothes anyway. So 
they're they're really so, yeah, like, down on everyone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like okay if, you, if you're looking down on everyone else you deserve bad clothes or something <laughs> so <laughs> like you've been blessed in one area you got been blessed yeah. in all other areas so like that you got you've already got a, a, a model's anatomy. What else do you want? Is that is that their 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 reason? Exactly. So yes, yes. So that's like you know you should just you probably and there's also the other assumption that tall people are rich. <laughs> well, seriously, that, definitely. <laughs> that's definitely an assumption because I don't know. This, so like you know how people deal with you when when they assume that you have money. Yes, but but maybe there's also the other thing that I am very naive. So like people generally who like who deal with me, they're like, okay, she's probably very sheltered. But if I look the crustiest, and I go <laughs> and I go to like a transport a transportation place, or like there is like something called the tuk-tuk or rickshaw. That's like the small vehicle that you use. Yeah. So whenever I go and like asked to like be transported to a specific area they always give me the most ridiculous prices and i'm like are you serious and he was like why can't you pay it and i'm like it's just why are you making the decisions that you made and that also that also applies to clothes so like high-end brands actually have clothes that fit us okay but why why don't like the maybe the also like them they're not very high-end brands just don't have a lot of fabric okay fair enough so they're like you know. <laughs> oh, I, I We're gonna make it specific. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there, so theory: height is directly proportional to prices you have to pay for tuk tuks and high end yeah. fashion. So, <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, it's it's decided we have to meet. Not not just at least for the height comparison, but I but <laughs> but, but because you because you need to you you need to see. Um, what life is like. Uh, yeah. Like, I really want to know. Yes. I've heard like even South Sudan is like the tallest people in the world or something or the second tallest. Yeah. Actually, that's true. Yes. The tallest people, the darkest people and the prettiest people are in South Sudan. I so yeah. Well, what's very funny is that I actually met a South Sudanese woman in, in like my office and she was like, you would be so rich if you went to South Sudan. I was like, why? And she was like, like, if someone wants to marry you because you're tall, they'd have to pay your dowry. And I was like, how much is my dowry? And she was like, it would be like 400 cows. Um, that's impressive. 400 cows. I was like, that's a lot of cows. And she was like, yes, that's a lot of cows. Admirable. So basically they, they measured the height of the woman. And yeah. based on that, they like they, they measured like the dowry. So if you're very short in South Sudan, you're very disadvantaged. But if you're very tall, your dowry would be very, you know, then, high, and that's that's amazing. Then why aren't you in South Sudan right now, like like getting rich? We were actually like, supposed to go. We were supposed to go with my office. We were supposed to go to South Sudan last year, but we didn't. <laughs> I was definitely going to go there and be like, okay, hi. If I want to get married here, how much? How just to make sure that the whole cow thing is true. Like, how just many cows would you pay to marry me? Just, just, just make, just send like I don't know, like a a newspaper article out. Um, a tall, attractive Sudanese woman looking to get rich. Then it sorted, pondered down. <laughs> there, there it is. So many girls will just come here. It's it's also very funny that they, you know, they their dowry is actually not in in cash. It's in it's in cows. Just like so, here, yeah. actually, in South Africa, I might add. Really, it's the word for okay. it. The, the word for it in Zulu is lobola, which is it's basically the same thing. Mm, that's really interesting but why do you think 
that's the case. I wonder, like, interestingly enough, like how you say height is correlated with wealth in Sudan. In South mm. Africa, it's um, it's it's weight actually. It's it's like mm. yeah, like how much how much because that that's a sign of how much food the family can afford. Oh, how healthy you are yeah i think that's that's like for a lot of african families that really tells you something about poverty in this, in this but but you are bridging that gap which i admire and in fact that should be the topic of our next podcast i would love to hear more about those cultural differences but in the, uh, yeah in the last two minutes and 30 seconds that zoom will allow me which i should oh my goodness we have two more minutes but i'm astonished but oh it's so fast yeah, but just a sign of how much fun we're having, I, I guess. But mm. what, 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 what advice do you have for people who want to be like you? Want to follow your path? Who want to do the masters, um, the masters medical internship hybrid? Who want to be famous and study at Liverpool yeah. and like do great things for society? Okay, I would say prioritize. Yeah. I know we all hate this advice, but we really need to do it because like you need to be sane, and that's something that I did, I was just talking about is that the very fun thing about humans is that we can adapt so like at the start of like this whole hybrid thing that i was doing i was so miserable i was like i would never be able to do this but your your body and like your psyche and everything can adapt to like how stressed you want to put yourself but there are side effects to that so that's one thing the other thing is that we romanticize everything so i wasn't really happy in my internship for so many reasons but um, the minute I started actually romanticizing everything and like trying to like just be delusional about it and be like, oh my goodness, I am such a happy doctor. I'm helping all these people lead happy lives, even though that's sometimes like not true, but just be delusional <laughs> to like a specific extent that would be healthy for you um, if you want to do the whole hybrid thing. But I would actually just advise um, trying to at least do two things together. That would That would be good because you'll be able to focus on them. But three things at the same time, it's very hard to like put your all in everything and it would be hard for you to like get the whole experience if that's what you want. So yeah, I guess I guess that's all. What else? Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep a lot. <laughs> oh, Arwa, your, your advice is amazing, amazing as always. You know, yeah. I must really get the full version of Zoom so we can at least you know we could go on for hours i know from our past from yeah. podcasts as well. i think sometimes zoom is like oh i i will give you guys some hours some more minutes he didn't give us the warning yet so that means yes. we're still on but at least at least it's incentive yeah. for us to have have more of these you know it's always such a refreshing conversation yeah. for you to hear you yeah, yes, yes, yes. the world i remember actually we we're trying to like schedule this for some time but yeah we should definitely have another one because I feel like we didn't talk as much. And I also didn't get tip with what's happening with you. We must. Don't worry. I, I, I can't wait Definitely. to share some of my stories with you. There you have it, folks. Another incredible episode with the amazing Ara Babaker here on Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Pramchan, And thank you for joining us for another amazing one. Stay tuned for more exceptional stories by fantastic people.